The military community has been divided over an ongoing trial of a Navy SEAL. Chief Edward R. Gallagher stands accused of killing a wounded ISIS fighter in Iraq, as well as shooting at civilians multiple times. He has denied all charges and pleaded not guilty. His own platoon has turned against him, revealing to the public what they say Gallagher did, which was beyond how troops are supposed to act in war. Still, Gallagher has a strong contingent of support. Some members of the military, Republican lawmakers, conservative media, and President Donald Trump. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Andrew Dyer, you're the military reporter for the Union-Tribune, and you've been covering the Gallagher trial, which is ongoing. We spoke about 12 hours ago. What's new? Well, since the last time we spoke, uh, we heard testimony yesterday from another medic in Gallagher's platoon, Three Officer First Class Terrence Byrne. Uh, Byrne was present, or he testified he was present when this uh, injured ISIS fighter was brought to the platoon's location. Um, he assisted Chief Gallagher in providing medical care, um, but he, he said he left the scene before the alleged stabbing took place. Mostly what he did was um, examined photos of the scene with the deceased uh, fighter and um, pointed out different, so the the uh, young man's body had a lot of medical uh, you know, uh, things around him, uh, empty bags, um, bandages, um, a tube coming out of his throat, a tube mm-hmm. coming out of the side of his chest. And so, um, Play Officer Byrne pointed at each of these and explained to the court what they were and why they were there. So basically it was a full scene setting of here's everything that was going on where the, where the alleged stabbing occurred. Right. Now, Byrne also testified um, to being present um, in one of the uh, sniper towers when an alleged shooting took place. Um, he said he was a medic and not a sniper, so he wasn't looking for the scope. And he said he did not see the people Gallagher was shooting at, but he said that Gallagher told him he was shooting at women. Mm-hmm. So um, I can imagine when it comes to the testimony of shooting at civilians, that gets a little bit more complicated because if you're in a sniper tower, it's difficult to see what the sniper is sniping at, right? Right, and the defense brought this up on cross-examination because... Um, apparently the SEAL platoon had received intelligence that members of ISIS might be dressing as women mm-hmm. and attempting to pass themselves off as civilians or as, as, as women. Um, therefore, there may have been some intelligence that, you know, these were authorized shootings if, if, if in fact, um, Gallagher believed that they were ISIS members. Now, um, Gallagher has not testified. He's not expected to testify. But that was um, kind of part of the reasonable doubt that I think the the defense was trying to enter into the the conversation. You did a story last weekend about all the witnesses that we expect to testify. Uh, Do we have all the witnesses set for the first allegation of stabbing the fighter? Is everyone connected to that event already spoken? No, they have not. Um, We have not yet heard from um, a petty officer second class, Ivan Villanueva. He's another SEAL who um, told NCIS investigators that he saw his chief stab this fighter. 
Um, we haven't we haven't heard from him, him and we have we have not heard when we might hear from him. Mm-hmm. Um, today, so far, um, we've spent the morning listening to experts talk about some DNA evidence. Now, the jury is not in the courtroom yet. Um, the defense does not want this DNA evidence entered into evidence, and so um, the judge has yet to rule on whether or not he he'll allow it. Basically, the um, investigators found um, Iraqi DNA on a knife owned and carried by Gallagher in Iraq, um, and the defense is arguing that it's not enough and that it might be prejudicial to the jury, meaning they might the jury might think it means more than it does because the DNA does not point to an individual. It's just saying that it's from a, a person of Middle Eastern descent. Which that could even be a service member. Right. In fact, um, one of the defense attorneys said, you know, there could have been another Navy SEAL of Middle Eastern descent, and that could be his DNA on the knife. Um, uh, we're expecting a ruling on that at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Um, and two more prosecution witnesses, um, Petty Officer First Class Dalton Tolbert and Petty Officer First Class Joshua Vrenz. Now, both of these guys were snipers in Gallagher's platoon, and um, both of them are expected to testify that they also saw their chief shoot civilians on different occasions. Mm-hmm. And after the bombshell that um, was, was explained uh, yesterday, do you notice any change in how um, the prosecution is handling their case? No. Um, I, I think the prosecution was surprised um, by what happened yesterday. And, and just to, to recap, uh, yesterday morning, we heard testimony from Petty Officer First Class Corey Scott, who was also a medic in Gallagher's platoon, who was also on the scene. Um, Scott said he saw Chief Gallagher stab the fighter um, and then leave the scene. Uh, Scott testified that the fighter was still alive, but he believed he would have been tortured by Iraqi forces if he lived. And so Scott said that he covered his breathing tube with his thumb um, until the fighter uh, asphyxiated or, or, or suffocated. However, he was testifying under a grant of immunity, uh, so his testimony cannot be used to pursue charges against him. Um, I think prosecutors are still um, wrestling with how to proceed with, with Scott. Um, there was some idea in the courtroom this morning that prosecutors asked Scott's attorney, who was also in court, um, prosecutors asked him to, to get Scott to court. We thought maybe we might hear from Scott again today. But um, we, we've heard during this lunch break that they told Scott to, to go home or whatever. Uh, he, he, well, he's not expected to testify after all. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I've been trying to get answers about uh, Petty Officer Scott since yesterday's um, his testimony yesterday. Um, my understanding is that his immunity deal extends to administrative action by the Navy. Um, wow. I have not gotten a solid answer on this, but um, as far as the Navy um, you know, remo- taking his trident away, his trident that refers to the seal insignia, the gold badge they wear um, on their, their left breast, um, and administratively separating him, um, my understanding is his immunity deal prevents the Navy from doing even that. So, um, 
it's kind of up in the air what is next for uh, playoffs for Corey Scott. Yeah, many questions do remain. So um, this is Friday, and things will wrap up for the weekend. What are you expecting to hear uh, this afternoon? Um, well, uh, Tolbert and Renz um, were each snipers. Um, the allegations around the alleged, alleged sniper shootings um, both occurred from these two buildings. Um, I referred to them in my reporting as sniper towers, but they really are two bombed-out buildings uh, very close to each other that had a line of sight to a to the uh, Tigris River um, right there in Mosul, and it allowed the SEALs to scan an area where Iraqi forces would be uh, moving through to try to take Mosul back from ISIS. Um, so early uh, in witness testimony on Tuesday, um, another SEAL uh, testified that there was a, a a location across the riverbank that the SEALs called Murder Alley. And this is where they would um, engage ISIS mm-hmm. as the Iraqi forces would move through the area. And um, this is the area where these alleged shootings supposedly took place. Um, Tolbert, according to NCIS documents, um, witnessed Gallagher shoot an, an old man. And Vrenz, according to those same documents, um, said he saw Gallagher shoot a young girl in a flower hijab. Um, I expect that Tobert and Vrenz saw more than that, mm-hmm. but that's all I'm aware of right now that they are saying they saw. So I'm calling you outside the Starbucks Naval Base San Diego. So what are you hearing from sailors? Are they talking about the case at all? So, you know, we're, we're here on base. We, you know, we get lunch breaks and we come over to the Starbucks in the kind of restaurant area where all the sailors hang out and um while this is a very important case and it's uh, captured a lot of attention across the country i think it's interesting that um the sailors here on base it's business as usual um i don't hear a lot of uh chit chat about the case um you know it's and i think maybe that's to be expected of, of sailors you know they they come to work to get the job done um but um other than, I think, in the courtroom and amongst all the media covering the case, it's uh, really business as usual uh, on base. All right, Andrew Dyer, thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>